You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. Well, we finally decided to get another episode going, and unfortunately, we have a giant storm Yeah, yeah. yeah. tonight. So, you know, Michelle was going to come, but Michelle's not here because of the inclement weather, and we're hoping, hoping, hoping that we can um, get this episode done without fully losing power. Please. That would be excellent. Yeah. That would be excellent. I'm tired of losing power. I bet you are. uh, Knock on wood, I'm not going to actually do it because it would be loud and disruptive, but my wife and I have lost, in seven years of living in Michigan, we've lost our power for 35 minutes. Yeah, not here. (laughs) We've had full weeks of Mm -hmm. no power. Yeah. Yeah, it was like four days. Yeah. At least. Not fun. Not fun at all. So, yeah. Oh, Michelle called herself a little bitch. <laughs> We're not calling you names, Michelle. It's okay. It's I, okay. I, I would never personally call you a little bitch. No, no. We At love you, not Michelle. not your face. We love you. <laughs> we love you enough. So, anyways, this is episode 142 of Real Crime. We've been gone for a few months, and I don't think I need to uh, explain too much, but I got kind of sick for a while some stomach stuff and then i got bacterial pneumonia um and then just you know things were just kind of happening and uh you know we just couldn't keep it up getting old fucking sucks yeah and then we got this guy here yeah yeah Yeah. he'll find out he'll find out (laughs) find out soon enough you little bitch (laughs) (laughs) don't cry about it (laughs) um so, <laughs> first thing we're going to mention is our sponsors, uh, projectorscreen.com. We'd Ooh. like to apologize to you, too. It's just been a couple months, so I think we owe you a credit. <laughs> we owe you something. <laughs> we owe you something. We're not sure what. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Don of the Collectors, uh, Rudy's local toy show. Hell yeah, dude. Yep. So, they've been really doing very, very good. We should have gotten Rudy on tonight, man. Yeah, I know. He would. I bet you he could talk up a, a storm on Indiana Jones. Probably, probably. We got to get him back on the show. Very. We got to get him on the show. Maybe we can do a show of Conan with him. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Very good idea. Um, so in news this week, I mean, really, there hasn't been a lot of news, but no. uh, you know, this whole thing with the Flash is just kind of. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> cracking me up. We we've said it a million times. DC just cannot manage to get out of their own way. And hopefully James Gunn is about to break that trend. I hope so because this had nothing to do with him. No, like this is the last of the of the old guard. Well, apparently he, he had a little bit to do with toiling in the movie because apparently the end of the Flash was the trifecta coming back together: Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman with this Flash. Mm-hmm. But of course now they're slate is wiped clean so we got this other alternate batman at the end of it have you seen it yet or no no? no. okay so i won't spoil (laughs) the end for you everybody already has it's all okay so you know who shows up dude i'm on the internet so yeah yeah, so if you miss a movie within 48 hours the whole movie has been told to you yep you've seen the images Uh, yeah yeah i know 
So, anyways, um, you know, the Flash is utterly bombed. This last weekend uh, saw a 75% decrease in ticket sales, and it came in Transformers third. beat it. Yeah, Transformers beat the Flash. And me and him agreed, this was not a very good Transformers movie either. I was, like, fairly mixed on it. I had enough fun. Yeah. But Bumblebee, dude... Bumblebee is the amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. This one, they lost me the minute that they decided to not continue to doing that. The original. Yeah. Version. And when they're like, oh, we need to up the ante and bring in the beast, the beast machines. I was <laughs> like, or not. Like, you could tell us a couple more stories and then get the beast machines. I'd be okay with that. I just want war on Cybertron. That's all I care about, dude. That'd be amazing. I want the triangle-shaped fucking uh, Starscream um, and, and those guys, the ones that are in the first episode of the first of the original series. Right. I want those. I want to see those on screen with the weird jazz. Or no, it was Wheeljack in his weird like minivan mode that had no wheels. Yeah. I want that. I want them to see that on screen. I just want... Just something. I mean, it was okay. I just felt very reminiscent of the Bay. previous guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. won't name him. Even though I like some of his other movies. Dude, he's ro- he's he's done some rockin' movies. Yeah. Let's be honest. The Bad Boys trilogy, ridiculously good. Yep. Like, Pain not enough credit. Hmm? Pain and Gain, Ambulance, mm-hmm. great movies. Ambulance was solid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pain and Gain is totally solid. Mm-hmm. I can watch that numerous times, and I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it only has one helicopters in the, in, in the sunset. So, you know, I mean. It's <laughs> <laughs> always a lot of those. Um, That's his thing, man. But, yeah, so the Flash bombed, and mm-hmm. then news broke this weekend also that if the Flash had done well, we would have gotten a Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton. Which would have been cool. That, see, lead with that. If you tell me that before that comes out, before The Flash comes out, if you guys like this, we'll We're make get, that. Yeah. I will totally take that bait and go see The Flash three times. Right. But, because Batman Beyond will be would be dope. Yeah. And, you know, Tim Burton back directing some Danny Elfman score. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would be. I I I am a sucker for all that. All that. Yeah. Although I would love to have that tech, that weird techno Batman soundtrack from the cartoon. That that crazy soundtrack that they did for Batman Beyond. So, outside of DC, Across the Spider-Verse regained the number one spot this weekend. Because it's probably the best superhero movie ever made. Probably. That's Spider-Man 2 still. No. Which yes, one? Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. See, that one had a major flaw in it. It was Tobey Maguire. But it's Spider-Man 2. <laughs> All right. Yes, it was. Gentlemen. Yes, it was. And no. I'm, I, I am actually rocking Spider-Man shorts. Hell by, yeah. By the way. Nice. So did you see the new Spider-Verse yet? Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. I'm, it's really good. Dude, you know me. Yeah. Like, getting me to a movie theater, it, like, it requires, like, a forklift and, like... Bribery. Yeah. We kind of waited for it to die down a little bit. Like, we saw it after it was out for, what, like, a few days? 
Yeah, we went uh, Sunday night. Yeah, so it wasn't it too out. crazy. We saw it in the mm. Dolby, which was really cool. I, I'm dying to see it. I, 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 I know way too much about it already, and I can't wait. And and it's already all stuff I'm familiar with. Yeah. So like the original one came out and everybody's like, Spider-Ham, why did they make up a character like Spider-Ham? And I'm like, dude, dude I have the original, I have his first issue. What are you talking about? That was out in the 80s. Like they Hell didn't yeah, make dude. that character up. Hell that yeah, actually And existed. getting John Mulaney to be the voice of him was still the best decision. And then I love that Donald Glover is rocking it for, for the, the, the Spider-Verse movies. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like I can't wait. I and who wait. played who played Spider Punk? Who was it? Um, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And that then, was killer. And then what, it was Oscar Isaac's was twenty ninety nine. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Dude. very good movie. Yeah. And you know, I'm not a huge animation guy. Yeah, but yeah. props to them, dude. And I read yesterday they actually had a hundred artists quit. Yep. That movie during production because they were a little too they were they're riding people too hard. Yeah, yep. yeah. But that's normal. I hate saying it. That's really normal in animation. And don't expect it to come out next year, probably. <laughs> uh, no, that's sort yeah. of shit. They, yeah. they have enough money now from this one. They're going to be able to just dump money in to make sure that it happens when it's supposed yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Um, you pay somebody enough, they will take a lot of abuse. Last bit of news is the new Star Wars movie. They kind of said uh, yesterday or today that it's going to be called The New Jedi Order. And basically, Ray is going to be aged up quite a bit. Dude, I, I hate admitting how excited I am for that. I love the tears of Ray Hayes. <laughs> like, I think she's great. I thought oh, she I was think she was great character. in her character. Yeah. yeah. I have problems with the plot, especially in the third movie, but. I didn't. I, I, I fully took the fan, the fan. The fan service. Yeah, I took it. Uh, I took it for what it was and, and loved every minute of it because it was aimed at me. Like, it's fun. It's just like over time, that is the one that I watch the least. Yeah. I mean, if I'm honest, I haven't, I have burned out so hard on Star Wars. I haven't watched any of their content since Mandalorian season two. Yeah. Makes I, sense. Though. I haven't seen any of it. He kind of burned out a little bit too. Well, sort of. I haven't watched uh, the Mandalorian season three or the Boba Fett thing. Andor was really good though. Yeah, miss and that. like I still watch the movies here and there. Yeah, um, that's really all I have for news this week. So suggested viewings. Um, I haven't really watched many movies lately. I did watch one called Sanctuary the other night that Kyle reviews for reviewed for the site. That was pretty good. But I've actually been keeping up on the Idol on HBO, and you want to talk about like exploitation to the full degree it's kind of crazy i have no idea what it is it's um it's about a female uh kind of britney spears like okay. pop star played right. by lily rose depp okay and the weekend is her counterpoint in this tv show and the entire show is like sex right i mean have you watched all of it yet no i haven't watched any of it yet it's very like 80s exploitation style. Oh, that's awesome. Um, the music is really great. Like the score is great. It's the same guy that did Euphoria on okay. HBO. So while they've been waiting to get Euphoria going again, right. he made this show called The Idol. A lot of people are freaking out about the show because it is so sexually oriented. And The Good. Weeknd is really a terrible actor, 
Is he? Yeah, he's bad. But (laughs) it all kind of fits with what they're doing. Like, he's supposed to be, like, this kind of scummy up-and-coming music producer who thinks he's the shit, and he just kind of walks in and takes over her career, and there's just all this crazy sex shit going on constantly. And, you know, this is Johnny Depp's little girl. Right. And she's nude, like, 50% of the time in this thing. And it just kind of... It's kind of cool, and it's kind of a way for her to twist her career in a different. There's direction. something about that, that that, and not not her being naked that makes me happy. That there's something about her doing her own thing. Yeah, that makes me happy. Yeah, and the fact that she has nowadays, I no, I can't even say it's courage. That that somebody is willing to make an '80s exploitation movie. Yeah, there's some or series. There's something about that that that, that kind of makes me happy that that we don't have to just fit into one box anymore. Yeah, you know that, that maybe we can start remembering that there's Moving other boxes outside of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Connor, do you have anything that you would suggest? Um, I watched The Card Counter a second time last week, and I love it a lot. It's, it's a, a great one. movie. It's good. That's all I have to say, really. Yeah, <laughs> that was the Oscar Isaac. Paul Schrader. Yeah, 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 yeah. 21. Yeah. Yep. Um, that movie was pretty intense. It was. Yeah. It was. Not it's very like it's, funny, too. Yeah, it, it's very dark. Very, very dark. What do you have, Trevor? I have Alex Winter's documentary, um, Zappa. Ooh. It is... He went through... There is no current footage. He filmed nothing for it. He went through the Zappa family archives and built this documentary. And it's Frank Zappa from beginning to end. All Frank Zappa, almost all Frank Zappa in his own words. There, I guess there is a little bit of current stuff because like his wife's interviewed and, and, and they talked to her a little bit. But for the most part, it, it's vintage footage. And it's amazing. It's amazing. It is a serious deep dive, though. Like, if you're not into Frank Zappa, you're probably not going to get into Frank Zappa watching this. Because it's like, it's very, like, you know Alex Winters loves Zappa. Yeah. Watching this. Like, you're like, okay, got it. Got it. You are 100% a fanboy. And it's incredible. See, I love Zappa. Yeah, me too. But I kind of grew up with it because my mom had... Mm-hmm. His stuff on vinyl when mm-hmm. I was a kid, so I would just listen to it. Mm-hmm. Montana, when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah, dude. I might be moving to Montana soon. Yeah. Just to raise me up a crop of dental floss. floss. Yep. Like, dude was a whack job. Dude. But so I, talented. I grew up with uh, apostrophe. Okay. So, like, but, I mean, I, I grew up on Zappa. I was that weird kid in, in middle school and high school that would try to introduce everybody to Zappa. Yeah. And fail 90% of the time, but absolutely everybody that ended up digging it would walk around school singing Broken Hearts are for Assholes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and and this, this is very much one of those, like, either you're going to love it and love seeing this footage of Zappa and hearing the honest truth about him in a lot of areas that nobody wants to hear. Um, or you're going to watch it and go, this is terrible. This is boring. It's right. slow. 
And I mean, who cares? Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I honestly, I would put it on par with who, uh, who the hell's Harry Nelson and why is everybody talking to him or talking about him, which is my other favorite, um, music documentary. Um, I, I'd say it's, it's right there with that. Although Harry, Nil- the Harry Nelson one will turn you into a Harry Nelson fan. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Like you'll watch it and go, I need to listen to this guy's music because this guy's a genius. I love music documentaries, dude. Me too. It's one of my obsessions. <laughs> that and musicals. Yeah, I love musicals too. That's that, that's an episode we need to do. Musicals. Yeah, we've never done that. No. And I I think that, that we have some people in, in our... Oh, yeah, for sure. That for sure. we could totally do that and just be ridiculous. Okay. So... Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. You know, this has been going on for over 40 years now. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, what can we say? I mean, it's one of the best action-adventure characters of all time, you know? I mean, definitely ranks up there with, you know, the James Bonds and characters like that. Um, You know, this came off of him playing Han Solo. Obviously, right. I can't remember. Was Raiders after Empire or before Empire? Um, almost concurrent. Was it almost? Because I think Raiders was, was it eighty one, right? Raiders was eighty one. Uh, Empire was released eighty. Yeah. Um, but they were. It was like right back to back. But they weren't going to cast Harrison. They actually <laughs> the the list of people that they were going to cast well, it was like was Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck was signed. Yeah. Like he was in, he was going to be Her- uh, Indiana Jones, and then they're like, "But you have commitments with Magnum PI, sir." Right, which took him out of the running. Right, so, I did. I can't imagine Tom Selleck playing this role, even with the stash. It just the whole thing. Just if I think of him in Runaway, the, yeah. the Michael Crichton movie. If I think of that version of Tom Selleck, I can see it. Yeah. If you give me cheesy Tom, cheesy Magnum PI, Magnum PI Tom Selleck, I, I can't. Right, but I mean, I think he, I think he could have been really good. Well, and it's funny too because how you always hear about you know Harrison Ford did not like playing Han Solo. He had this like, hey, love, I don't think it's that kind of movie, kid. Like <laughs> love hate relationship with that character. And yeah. He wanted you know Han Solo killed off, which of course he finally got his wish. Yeah. Um. But it's kind of funny because Indiana Jones and Han Solo are very interchangeable, very similar humor humor wise, yeah, and presentation wise, yeah, in general. Yeah. yeah, but I think that I think a lot of that is just Harrison Ford. Yeah, I mean, my one of my favorite lines I've ever heard anybody say about him is they were sitting around and he he told a joke, and it was on on his newest series that he's doing for I think it's on Apple. And uh, the guy turned to me like, where did you get your sense of humor? He's like, oh, I got it on, on, uh, at Sears and Clearance. <laughs> you know? And like, <laughs> but that's who he is. Like, it's, I, I think that, that it's his delivery is why it's the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. The kind of dry. Yeah. Deadpan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I remember when. Raiders came out. Yeah. We were, and I, I think I've mentioned this before, even on the show. We were at my Aunt Kathy's house 
we were over there for like a birthday party. It's 1981. Mm-hmm. And somehow none of us, me or my mom, my dad, or my brother, had ever heard of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I had no idea what this right, thing was. Right. You know, because this was back in the day when you had to find out about movies from the newspaper. You had to find out about it from the newspaper or if you went to the theater, you'd see the poster. Right. And you'd go, ooh, what's that? What's that? that? That's but how I found Clash of the Titans. We were at <laughs> my aunt's house and she's like, oh, there's this new movie with Harrison Ford. And instantly, you know, my interest was peak. You're in. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, Han Solo, you know? Yeah. And she's like, you know, it's like a like action adventure action adventure movie, blah, 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 blah. And we were like, oh, that sounds cool. And my mom and dad are like, well, what's it rated? You know? <laughs> oh, it's PG. Okay. Oh, all right. So she got us interested. And then when we left there that night, you know, we went right to Macomb Mall. When they, you know, used to have theater, theaters in the mall. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We went right over there and we saw it. Yeah. And like instantly, like being a little kid, it was like, I've never seen anything like this. Right. Right. And it was. And, and what's interesting is it still is. Oh, for sure. Like you can go back and watch it. And even though you've seen every clone of it, you've seen all of them, it's still unique. Yeah, because it, even though it's not the originator of this style, it was. It's the most pulp pulp movie ever. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. So I remember like going to the theater, mm-hmm. and there weren't a lot of people there. Like it hadn't become a thing yet. It wasn't this you know huge right hit. Right. But I just remember like, what's going to happen to this guy? Like yeah. it was actually like action, and you felt like there were some stakes. Like, oh yeah, you know him running away from the natives like, oh, towards the beginning. That was, like you said, like you said, there was some stakes, and literally that's the scene that went through my head: is start the plane, Jock, start the plane, and you know, like that, like that whole scene. Like you didn't know if he was going to make it. The 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 him falling in the pit. Oh yeah, throw me the whip, throw me the idol. I'll throw you the whip. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things in this movie where Speaking he... Speaking of Spider-Man, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many things in this movie that he is in actual... Like, peril. ...line of peril or yeah. physical danger. Yep. And I think he does really good with that physical acting as well. And it's something he's always done. Even in movies like Air Force One... All of it. He does like a really good job at acting that way. And you, he's really good at believably being in trouble. Yes. Like you honestly, he's really good at, 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 like you believe he's in peril all the time and you're not sure if he can get out of it because he, he's really good at making sure that you aren't sure if he can get out of it, which it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant to watch. When did you first see Raiders? Do you remember? I don't know. I mean, around the first time I saw Star Wars. Yeah. So probably like, like two years old. Yeah, probably. Wow, that's amazing. You know, I, I, I wonder who. I wonder why. I, I can't imagine. Gee, I, wonder, who, I can't imagine who raised him that way. It wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't raise him. Somebody else did. Wolves. Wolves <laughs> raised by wolves. <laughs> but yeah, I. You know, it's hard with these movies too because you mm-hmm. want to instantly say Raiders is the best of the bunch. It's not because it's the first one. It's not. I don't think it is either. It, it's so. I'm going to say something that, especially the people that hate Big Bang Theory, 
are going to hate me for saying this. <laughs> Big Bang Theory made a point on one of the episodes that has stuck with me ever since Mayim Bialik's character said it. Harrison Ford's character has zero impact on the story. None. Yeah, he just... The, 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 the Nazis would have killed themselves on that island whether right. he was there or not. Like, He's... literally, he did nothing. The Nazis opened up the thing and killed themselves. The only thing he did was make sure that that island was found by Americans and that the thing got put in a, in a freaking giant... Belongs warehouse. in a museum. Yeah, yeah. It's literally all he did for the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I think almost, well, no, I guess the other ones, he does have more of an effect. Yeah, he, ha- he has a serious effect on the other ones. But this one, really, like, he's an incidental character, which, when, like, she said it, and I'm like, that can't be true. This is one of the greatest action movies ever made. And then I went back and thought about it, and I'm like, shit, she's right. <laughs> like, Indiana Jones is totally ineffectual to this whole story. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because he is just kind of there along for the ride. He fails over and over and over again. So they keep getting what they're going there for. Right, right. Which is just to die. The only thing he did was speed up the process. (laughs) Right. Because he finds the Ark before they did. Yeah. And so he hands them the Ark. That's it. That's all he does for the (laughs) the whole movie. Another thing. And that doesn't ruin the movie for me, but I find it hysterical. Um. I, went, I watched this again probably about a year ago. I should probably touch up on it again before Wednesday since we're going to the screening yeah. of the new one. Um, I watch them far too often. Marion is, like, awesome and really kind of a precursor to a lot of the female action heroes we get now. What? She screams. I know. Non- I know. Stop. But she's she's pre Kim Basinger, Kim Basinger in Batman. <laughs> in this one, she has her moments of being a badass. Oh, she does totally, totally. But we already had Ripley two years before, right? So we already saw what a strong badass woman can be, and then we get this chick that Andy for an entire movie. I love her though. I I adore Marion, but I have a hard time calling her a strong female character. Do you think maybe she was stronger in Crystal Skull than she, she was, was in this one? She was definitely <laughs> stronger in Crystal Skull. <laughs> definitely. They 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 gave her a little bit more spine and by then she knew what Indy was capable of, so she wasn't afraid that she right, wasn't going right, to make right. it. So now she's more she's mama bear in in Crystal Skull. So now she's protecting her kid. Fuck her own safety. Like, my kid is what's important. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing about Raiders is, and you guys will definitely agree with me, the Probably. the visual effects oh. for this movie. Oh. Like, I will take those practical visual effects any day over a lot of the CGI, of, yeah. CGI yeah, garbage absolutely. we get now. Yeah. 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 I mean, they still look great. Yep. Even yep. on the island. When you would think, oh, all the spirits that, that are coming hand, out and that everything. hand animated and hand yeah. rotoscoped, it, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous. It, it, it's art as I'm opposed to, to digital. Uh, you are, you yeah. are. Like I said, so that's one of Jen's and my like. We need something in the background movies, like a go to. Oh yeah, so 
in all of them, all four of them are watched far too frequently. Like I was joking before we started the podcast, I could just sit here and do lines from the movie. Oh yeah. Are all the long? movies for this entire podcast. Just do that. So Connor, what is your favorite of the four Ooh. that have been out so far? Uh, I think it's Raiders. Yeah. I think they sort of like get progressively less better for me. Yeah. I love the second and third basically equally, but Raiders is my favorite. I think it's the most consistent. I think it is too. Um, like Temple of Doom. So it was three years later this came out, right? Yeah. So 84, I think. Um, Sounds right. They kind of changed it up a little bit with this one. Mm-hmm. And I think. I mean, it's still kind of supernatural. There's like some crazy oh, it's 100% shit. 100% supernatural. There's like crazy stuff going in, you know, with uh, Mola Ram, you know, tearing people's hearts out and they're still alive. Yeah, three years. Eight yeah. Uh, the, um, the movie is a bit more outrageous, I think, and a little more outlandish. And again, we have to remember, too, this is not a sequel. It's right, a prequel. right. It takes place before. What is it, three years before? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's really not. Here's my thing. Like, yeah, they made it parts of it more outlandish. The rest of it is 10 times darker. Oh, totally. Like, this story is upsetting and interesting. And they, they for the first time, they touch, and the only time, no, no, I guess Crystal Skull did it. They touch on something other than Western culture. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, like indie is so entrenched in Western culture and ideology that it that Temple is such a, a nice change. I mean, the, the them sitting around at dinner talking about the culture is one of my favorite scenes in. All four movies, where they where they talk about the thuggy cults and they talk about all that. I love that scene. And them having the frozen monkey brains, the chilled monkey brains, chilled monkey yeah. brains. My favorite. <laughs> Ooh, what a delicacy. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it's. I think it's probably the best out of the three, personally, or out of the four. Yeah. Um. I think it has the strongest performances, although Kate Capshaw makes me want to put my head through a wall. In a good <laughs> way, though. No, no. Yes. She's In a good beautiful. Way. She's beautiful. Oh, she's totally beautiful. And I can see, and I love that her and Steven Spielberg have been married ever since then. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That, that, yeah. Um, but her, again, I, I have one aversion to 80s movies, and it's Screaming Women. Because they do a lot of it. Cause all of them. All of those movies that have a vulnerable female character as one of the main characters, she spends the whole movie screaming. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's Stop. migraine inducing. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. And she's the worst. And, and the, the bug scene. Oh, God. <laughs> the bug <laughs> scene. About uh, that. Like her shrieking. Oh, like, we're going to die. And, like, 
She's the only weak part in the movie for me. Yeah. You know, but you're right. You did hit on something with the darkness of this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, child slaves. Yeah. Have, you know, the abuse that's going on down in those tunnels and caves, yeah. you know. They're really driving those kids hard. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's full on child li- like like that that puts yeah. every Indian sweatshop to shame. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely the darkest of the series and I believe this one was PG-13. Yes. Correct? Yes. Yeah. So this was at the time this came out right around the same time as like Dreamscape and a bunch of, you know, no, um, it's, it's PG. Is it PG? Wow. It is. it is. I think I've heard people say this was sort of the basis. This is why PG-13 happened. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's, and then we got yep. Buckaroo Banzai and I can't remember what else the next year that were PG-13. Yeah, because I know Dreamscape was one of them. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember wanting to go see a movie so bad. God, I love that movie. And my dad being like, well, you know, there's this new rating out, PG-13, and you're not 13. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the other one was um, Lady Hawk was PG-13, too. What a glorious movie that is, Great too. movie. But, you know, that was keeping me away from seeing stuff. See, I had a grandma then. that owned a frame shop next door to a movie theater. And when I went over to go see Buckaroo Banzai, she was like, they're like, I'm sorry, we can't sell you tickets. And my grandma, like, I go back over and like, they won't let me see it. And she's like, oh, yes, you are. And she grabs me and walks me over there. And she's like, you are letting my grandson in. And like. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So yeah, that's how I saw, that's how I saw Buckaroo Banzai in theaters. Was my grandma was like, you are seeing this movie. You're seeing this movie, damn it. She just didn't want me in her shop bugging her yeah. all day because I was a kid. So no, I mean, there's a lot of good in Temple of Doom. I know a lot of people complain about this one because it's it is so different from the other ones. <laughs> That's but I'm like totally like fine it. with that. That's part of why I like it so much. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't just like fall in line of the whole like, oh, we need to get this. Mm-hmm. This MacGuffin that's going to destroy the world or else, blah, 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 blah. Right. But yeah, I think we ended up seeing this one in theaters a couple times. Oh, I I have to have seen it at least four times. At least four. I was one of those kids, though, that like, and I mean, and it's so different back then than it is now. Because it came out, it was in theaters for eight months. Right. It's not like Uh, we went and saw it for... In the first three weeks, yeah, eight right. times. Like we saw it once a month for eight months. Like, oh, let's go back and see it again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had time. Like Ghostbusters was in theaters for a year. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's just how it worked. And Star Wars. Oh my God! Dude, like Star it, Wars came out for back. A year. Star yeah. Wars came back every year for like ten years. It yeah, was like constant. Like, oh, Star Wars is coming back. Yeah, well, and that and like Empire would come back. Would come. Empire came out, so Star Wars is re released. Right. And then Jedi came out, so they're like, oh, we're really re-releasing Empire and Star Wars. And they re-released Empire four times in theaters. I saw three of the different re-releases yeah. before. Yeah. Like, yeah. Theaters just, were a different thing. It's Yeah, it's just, you know, it is weird when we talk about this. And I hate to get all, like, you know, emotional about it. But, dude, it was. like It was a whole. When, when I think about that, mm-hmm. the, you know, the whole culture of, you know, family going to the theater together and like the entire family, like looking forward to the same movies. And I know we, you guys got some of that, yeah, but it was definitely yeah. different. It was you know? different. It was a lot different. And not having to deal with internet, you know, nothing got spoiled. Battle. Nothing got spoiled. 
Like, like everything, like genuinely movies could be fresh. And Indiana Temple of Doom was, was one of them. Although I don't know if you remember watching it on TV, they did, they released the making of Indiana Jones, of Temple of Doom right around opening weekend of the movie. And they released it on CBS or NBC or one of those had it. And it was an hour long thing going through all the special effects and all that kind of stuff and showing you oh, how everything was done. this is how we did done. this. Yeah. And so like you're looking at the little maquettes and them doing the train, the, 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 the mining car race and stuff right, and right. showing all of that. And we got to see that before it came out or before we saw it in theaters. Yeah. And so yeah. like now you're even more excited. Like I can't wait to see this, how, see this on screen. It was so, it, oh, it was so intense. It was so fun. It's just crazy thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Temple of Doom came out, and this was a pretty. It was a pretty big hit at the huge. time. It, it was, was huge. huge yeah. You know, I mean, what a year or two. Yeah, eighty four. Oh, dude, it was just like a lineup. <laughs> that was yeah. like the greatest year for movies. <laughs> what else came out that year? Jedi. Jedi Death was eighty three. Oh, Jedi was eighty three. Yeah. Yep. What did we have in eighty four? So much. <laughs> it was such a good year. So very much. Let's see. Yeah, we're racing. 1984. Let's see. Let's see, 1984 movies list. Ooh, ooh, we got Gremlins, The NeverEnding Story, huh. Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, The Last Starfighter, Terminator, Footloose, oh, yeah, Dune, Karate Kid, Conan <laughs> the Destroyer, Ghostbusters, Toxic Avenger, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, once upon a time in America, 2010. Yep, Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, Starman, Cop. Yep, Company of Wolves, Ice Pirates, Breakin, Body Double. Yep, oh, that's a good one. That's Body a one. Double is phenomenal. 1984, Sword of the Valiant, Cloak and Dagger, Red Dawn, Slash, Razorback, Dreamscape, Greystoke, Legend of Tar- Tarzan. Romancing the Stone, Trancers, Cannonball Run 2, Exterminator 2, Threads, um, yeah, Woman dude. in Red, Sheena, I mean, Knight of the Comet, Against All Odds. The Dungeon Master. Children of the Corn. Yeah. I mean, Electric Dreams, Beat Street. I mean. Friday the 13th, the final chapter. I mean, that it. Yeah, it, it just went on and on and on and on and on. That's just a freaking. Yeah. We had something good to watch every weekend. Yeah. For a whole year. Yep. So rolling so on from Temple of Doom. Yeah. I think The Last Crusade didn't come out to what, ninety one? It was eighty nine or it was eighty nine. Was it? Yeah. I think. So we had a little bit of a jump five years between. Um yeah, I think it was Yeah, eighty nine. Eighty nine. And this was a huge deal when The Last Crusade was coming out because of Sean Connery. Junior. Junior? Junior. Junior. What did you know, Junior? Yeah. We called the dog Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) The dog. (laughs) There's something really special about The Last Crusade for me, Mm -hmm. and it really lies in the opening sequence. Mm. The River Phoenix performance as Indiana Jones in the beginning of this movie is 
number one, I'm going to say timeless. And number two, he perfected the Harrison Ford mannerisms like dead nuts. It was insane. That him running out of that cave. Everything about it. Was, oh, oh. You know. Everyone's lost but me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the whole, you know, whip thing and him getting the cut on his face. Yeah. Like the setup for the character and obviously the man with the hat, you know. Uh, there was so much setup yep. for the character and development of Indiana Jones that we hadn't got before. Yeah. So we finally got this little bit of background for him to know where his experiences started from and a little bit of history and what his ambition was. Right. But that and motivations. That scene to me, the beginning of the Last Crusade, you know, you've got some movies with great setups like a new hope. Like that's a classic setup. Yeah. You, like you're like, oh shit, this giant spaceship is coming yeah. to destroy yeah. everything. You get this feeling of dread with The Last Crusade. To me, that beginning sequence is it's almost hope. as good because there's so much going on with letting us know he's been the same guy since, since he was, he was a teenager. Yeah. Right? You know? And River Phoenix Bless his soul, whatever you want to say. I'm not yeah. religious at all. No, nope, but, but that holy was crap. that was a phenomenal performance. Yeah. It is really sad that we lost him so young. I mean, yeah. But that whole background thing was great. That's one of the best intros in in cinema history. I think. I, I yeah, really it's a good do. opener. Yeah. Uh, Man, now I got to watch these. And that <laughs> and and that whole movie is magical. The relationship. Watching the relationship between Harrison and Sean Connery develop, yeah, through the movie, and you get the the coldness in the beginning. Now say it again in Greece in Greek, you know, like from that to Junior, Junior, let it go, like yeah. it. It's a, a tear. Like that movie is like. The ultimate father son movie. Oh, totally! Like it's it's up there with like the, that the ending of Field of Dreams. Yeah, like for Dad, sure. you want to have a catch? Like it's right there. Well, and you get the whole balance of well, his dad Henry was kind of a dick. Yeah, younger in life and was kind of hard on him. Yeah, and now you know Attila later the professor. In life, he's starting <laughs> to like get a feel for oh maybe I should not be this hard ass anymore and try to yeah. let him be the person he wants to be yep. kind of thing. Yep. Right. I mean, I, yeah. I, he's like, I think I've done my job. Well, my son's turned out pretty amazing and I've missed the whole thing. Cause I'm a dick. Yeah. You know, I mean, by the, that point, his son just went through hell to save him. Right. And he sees it and he sees that everything he taught his son is what saved him. And I love the way that this movie treats the supernatural and the religious elements, yep. too. Like, it doesn't, like, shove it in your face, but it kind of, you know... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's never, like, heavy-handed. And the yeah. bad guys in this one are the best. This has the best Indiana Jones bad guys. Although Moldoram... Oh, yeah. ...is a fucking... His own thing. That That's a whole other level. But... um. Oh, what's his name? The 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 rich guy, Walter Donovan. 
Oh, yeah. God, is, he's so good. The traitor is such a great character. Yeah. Elsa, great bad guy. Like, everybody in this one is so good and so fun. And the cinematography in this movie, I would say, is probably the best mm-hmm. of the entire mm-hmm. series. That boat race. Yeah. <sighs> you just get a lot of really wide shots yeah. in this one. And it's beautifully you know? shot. Like, all of them. Like, the the journey through the desert to the Canyon of the Crescent Moon. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, they have that, that shot where they pull back. And you see the whole desert, and you see the 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 canyon, and oh, and then the then the shots of Petra are just magical. Yeah. So somebody just mentioned in the um, the commentary, summer of eighty nine was the same. We had Last Crusade, yeah. License to Kill, Batman. Yeah. You know. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Cloak and Dagger came out in eighty four too. I said Cloak and Dagger. Did you? Okay, yeah. which we recently watched at your we house. Did. We yep. did. We did. That's it. a great movie too. That is an under horrendously underrated movie. Horrendously. Yeah, I never get why that one didn't like blow up. I don't know. I mean, I watched it all it the time on everything HBO. everything that we wanted on, in 84. Yeah. Atari games, Dungeons and Dragons, and Dabney Coleman as your spy dad. Yeah. Did you ever see Cloak and Dagger? No. You would love it. You would yeah. love it. And yep. Henry okay. Thomas is so good in that one, too. Yeah. He did that post-ET, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like right after ET. Right after. Yeah. Dude, we just need to do an 80s show. We could, We just go on and on dude, and on. Dude, we could do an on. 80s month. Yeah. Easy, easy. I could just, yeah. I feel like there's so much to talk about on all of these movies. There is. So I think let's roll on to Crystal Skull, and then maybe we can just touch base on some of the themes and elements and of all of them. this is the part where you and I get to piss off. Oh, yeah, Everybody watching. Yeah, I know. I fucking love and this movie. Too. I love what? Crystal Skull. <laughs> we said we're gonna piss people off. I Crystal Skull. love Crystal Skull. It is it it everybody bitched that it was more ridiculous than any of the other Indiana Jones movies. And it is if you think that if you take Christianity and other religions and their magical powers associated with it as more realistic than aliens. Yeah, I mean this is the issue I always took with it from day one. Okay, the nuking the fridge thing, I get it. I get it. It's completely fucking outrageous. And it was you, fun and awesome. And silly and totally 50s. You know, he was yep. playing into the film elements and the yep. sci-fi elements of the 50s yep. with that. And they were lead-lined fridges. But the I mean, thing he is, would have been fucking broken every bone in his body, but, you know. Everybody wants to fine. battle about the nuke the fridge thing. Right. Well, if he can survive a fridge in a nuclear blast, you know, same thing. You know, like in Temple of Doom, you jump out of an airplane into an inflatable <laughs> raft that miraculously fills with air. You land on, on a the side cl- of a mountain. On the side of a mountain and you fly off of a cliff into a river and you survive. And happily float downstream. Hap- another happy landing. Um yeah. y- y- it doesn't make any sense. These movies None. are unbelievable. The setups are unbelievable None. and unrealistic. I mean, the, so, the people that are complaining about it are the same people that complain that James Bond isn't believable. Right. Like, duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, some of the things in Crystal Skull are a little bit grating, like the um, the gophers, the CGI gophers in the beginning of the that movie. That was stupid. I'm like, why'd you put that in there? It's just like 
flashing off, hey, we can do as much CGI as we want now. Like, you didn't need that there. You didn't, and it didn't add anything to the shot. It didn't add anything at all. Yeah. The um the swinging monkeys, eh, I probably would have taken that out too. Dude, yeah. but it was totally a response to 1950s Tarzan movies. Oh, absolutely. 100% and even down to them doing the Tarzan yell. Like everything in that movie was Steven Spielberg's love letter to 1950s movies. Yeah. Yeah. And um just I mean everything about this movie is completely outrageous. Yeah. But if people take issue with space aliens then you have to take issue with a man ripping human hearts out and the people still living and breathing after that happens and a gold box that melts people right yeah (laughs) what say you um i don't know i'm pretty middle of the road on this one i remember one time when i was at when i was a kid i watched this movie like three times in a day for some reason why not and I don't know why I did that. Wait, what happened? I'm sorry. He watched it three times in one day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> At our old house. Oh, that's hilarious. You Long must have really ago. not had anything better to do. <laughs> but I don't know. I like the opening the a opening lot. It's great. And I'm basically fine with the nuke thing. I don't really care about that. Yeah. But I don't know. I just don't enjoy this one as much as the others. I feel like he sort of lost his touch here, Spielberg. I think Compared you can the feel. The, I think you can feel the push pull between Lucas and Spielberg on this one because I think they kind of duked it out. A lot I don't over think this that one. they agreed where yeah. to go. Yeah, and I, I hate saying this. I think Spielberg should have just told George where to stick it and yeah. made his movie. I think so too. Um, I mean, you know how I, you know that how I feel about Lucas as a filmmaker. I think he's a better producer. I agree. I agree. I mean, because Lucas hasn't really directed that many great films. Three. American Graffiti, A New Hope, and... Howard the Duck. Oh, Howard the Duck. (laughs) Well, Revenge of the Sith. I love that movie. But is it great? Yes. Yeah. I think it, it holds up there. With well, Empire. Oh no, he didn't do Empire. Irving Kirshner Ru- did Empire. Irv- Irving Kirshner did Empire. Yeah. Rube Marquand did did uh, Jedi. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I guess I could give. Okay. So so in reality, There's a I few. mean, I can't. I can't honestly say that Howard the Duck is a great movie. I know. But. Red Tails was like his last directorial film and that it, was it was definitely something that was filmed yeah it was bad it was really really bad <laughs> it was did made. he direct that does yeah. he have the credit huh? yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah yeah no he directed it and, and that was his first like post star wars movie yeah and, and it was a way post star wars like he did yeah, like 10 years awful. after it was awful like he just um oh no no i'm sorry no he did not direct that he did not direct red tails i thought he did but anthony hemingway actually directed it yeah i haven't seen that but I saw it was Lucasfilm, but yeah, I thought that he. I always thought that he directed that. I did too. Yep. Okay. Well then, proven wrong. Thank I you. I was right. You were yeah, as always. right on. Hey, thank you, sir. As always. Huh? <laughs> as always. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I mean, Crystal Skull. I think that it gets way too much hate. I think people get too. too wrapped up in it's bad, it's this, it's that, and honestly, like. You know, I know Shia LaBeouf is kind of a douchebag in life, and you know, there's a lot of, you know, abuse things that have yep. gone on in some. He's a, ter- he's a fairly terrible person. Yeah, 
but he is super talented. He's a great actor. And you cannot blame uh, Crystal Skull on him because, no. honestly, he played a really good dude, balance. Dude, he to rocked out that Marlon Brando 1950s thing. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, totally. 100%. He was 100%. He was perfect in that part. Yeah. Yep. And he was just douchey enough to be perfect. Yeah. And he's enough of the same kind of actor as Harrison Ford, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he can, physical mannerisms are good. Um, if only physical... Harrison would have rubbed off on him more. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, if he could have... Can you imagine if Shia LaBeouf on top of everything was actually kind? Right. Yeah. So I know that Mutt is not in the new movie. No. I know how they deal with the character already. I'm not going to spoil oh, that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I already know how they're going to um, deal with that. But people will find out next week. Are we going to talk about Young Indiana Jones Adventures? We can. I used to have it on DVD. Now, so everybody knows, first of all, it's the most confusing history of a TV show in history. Like, it started off with one cast, and then they were like, eh, I think we're done with little kid Indiana Jones. And they brought in, uh, what's his name from Boondock Saints? Sean Patrick Flannery. That's it. Yep. And they brought him in, and and then... It was the most sporadic show in history. It'd be like three episodes every two years. Yeah. And it, it was, was the really weirdest odd. thing. Like, like you couldn't keep track of it. But, so everybody knows, the whole series beginning to end is on Disney Plus now. Oh, is it? They got it all uh-huh. and, and it looks great. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now I got to start watching that again. Um. So, yeah. And it's the whole series. Um. And words are where is they're also going to put the Ewok Adventure movies on Disney Plus. I <laughs> Just think so that knows. we're probably going to end up finding a uh, a 4K release of those pretty soon too. I think I wouldn't so. be shocked. I think so. Wow. They should. And they were excellent. They were. I always contested that those should be given to schools. Yeah. And on those days when teachers don't want to teach. Freaking put one of those in because they are actually good history lessons that are accurate. The um, the first one, especially Caravan of Courage. Oh, you're talking about Indiana talking, Jones. I'm Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the Caravan of Courage and those, I yeah, those are great educational films. If you like really depressing, upsetting, yeah, movies that happen to have fuzzy things in them. Yes. Have you ever seen those? Yeah, I've seen both of them when I was yeah. younger. We oh, got them on DVD. Yeah, so. we still have those. Yep. I'm Facebook friends with the 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 star the the older the older brother. Oh, oh really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. He posts him like <laughs> he he is he, yeah he's he's kind of. I funny. was always so mad that they killed him off. Yeah. In the second one, I'm yeah. like, what? We went oh, all dang. through that shit in the first movie, and then he's dead. And then he's dead. Yep. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. This is like some newt shit, you know. Like, oh, we escaped from LV426, but then, oh, we're just going to kill him off. And that's one of the best, Newt's one of the best characters ever. I know, I know. Again, though, Screaming Girls. Yeah. But, thank God they had Ripley and Chavez and so many other badass women in that movie to totally make up for her. Although, she was probably the most badass person in that whole movie. Newt, little girl survives aliens, come on. (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude. Come on. So the young Indiana Jones Chronicles was basically like Indiana Jones was involved with all these different like 
historical events, you know? Because what? He like rides with like FDR and shit, right? Or something Dude, like that. He, he, he rides with, with Teddy. Teddy. He rides. Teddy He, he knows and FDR. interacts with Mata, with Mata Hari. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Dude, like, he rode a horse with FDR. Wait, how did that happen? Very carefully. Very carefully. <laughs> Don't fall off. Don't fall off, dude. <laughs> Damn you, polio. The other Roosevelt. Yeah. <laughs> the other one. Um, yeah, Matahari episodes. Um, 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 what's his name? Um, oh my God. Also starring, oh, Pancho Villa. Oh yeah, um, that's right. Like, like, there's all sorts of historical characters. Gandhi is in it. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's every, it's all over the world. They even have, um, uh, uh, I can, she own, weirdly enough, she owns a store in Chicago. Um, now, well, she did until she passed. She was, she was a radio host in Japan that would, send codes to to our soldiers um but i can't remember her name something elizabeth fluffer government that's it okay totally probably but yeah <laughs> i mean amazing like th- that show was, we love you elizabeth mcfluffer government everybody loves elizabeth, <laughs> elizabeth mcfluffer nutter yeah that's every, offensive it is offensive <laughs> it is um I mean, I'm, now it's going to kill me. Yeah. But no, I mean, it was a good show. It was. It was. And again, it just came and went and came and went and came and went. Yeah. Yep. yep. And there was old man Indiana Jones in the show, too. Briefly. Yeah. Because like, he was kind of telling the stories towards the end of the show, right? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was such a good, well done show. And... And what's funny is it was... I believe it was an ABC production. I think so. In counterpart with Disney at the yep. time, who now owns yep. all, everything uh, Lucasfilm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, looking over the entire span of the four movies, I think, you know, the supernatural elements really do kind of carry over. And again, you know, if you can believe in this arc that's going to, you know, burn people's eyes out and shit... You kind of have to believe in aliens, too. There's nothing more ridiculous between the two of them. Neither one is more. You can't pick and choose one over the other or say, oh, well, I believe in, you know, evil ghosts flying around an island killing Nazis, but I don't believe in... But aliens is a step too far. Aliens is a step too far for me. And that really did drive me crazy because I felt like when Crystal Skull came out, this was kind of... Really, when um, internet fandom was really starting to like ramp up, this was kind of when you know a ton of new movie sites were launching, and you know you were getting a lot more message boards and you know Reddit and 4chan and all these different. And sites. everybody was getting pissy about everything, and everybody was like, it was that beginning of the everybody's at everybody's throats all the time mm-hmm. on social media, and this movie got like just absolutely. Torched. Yeah. Torched. Torched. Yeah. And I went to the theater, I watched it, and I'm like, this movie is so damn fun. Yeah. It just goofy. Dude, the Ernie Reyes fight scene in the tomb or in the graveyard is some of the best fight scenes in an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Like him rocking out the. 
Ernie Reyes Jr. is a freaking god anyways, but the he, only, he was so good. The one thing in this movie that really just makes me kind of cringe mm-hmm. is, you're a teacher? And he goes, part-time. Part-time. And I'm like, the way he says it, it's almost like a question instead of a statement. And it always is like, why didn't you reshoot that and make it sound like more natural? Or, or maybe a little, just do, just do an ADR. Yeah. Do I'm pretty sure you can get Harrison Ford in there to go. Part-time. Part-time. Yeah. yeah. No, part-time. Like, part, part-time? In part, in my, <laughs> part-time? <laughs> Full-time, but sometimes not. I, um, yeah. Oh, that continues my, my love affair with Harrison Ford, though. Like, yeah. The dude is genuinely the coolest man in the history of Hollywood. Like, how many helicopter pi- or pilots can you think of that actually go out and save people just because it's happening close to them? Yeah. I mean, the dude wasn't even an actor when he was cast in... No, he was a carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just kind of fell into Han Solo after that. Yep. But you know what we did not mention? No. Is... Alfred Molina? Alfred Molina, you know, one holdover for almost the entire series. He was not in Temple of Doom, but he was in Raiders. Daniel Elliott? Well, no. I want to mention Kate Blanchett is Arena Spalco in oh. Crystal Skull. I think she's... She was so good. Fucking phenomenal She was in that movie. so good. Like, I mean, she can do Dude, and Jim anything. Broadbent was great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they were all great. They were. And and honestly, Marion's redemption arc. She was so badass in that movie and so yes, fun. Yes, yes. Only other thing I didn't like about Crystal Skull, wow, we've actually talked about this one more than the others. Yeah. But um, Ray Winstone is Mac, like... Mm-hmm. Great character, but the double crosses, like, dude, okay, one double cross, two double crosses, but when we start getting the six and seven and eight double crosses, I'm like, dude, you know this guy's a scumbag. Just kind of- Just get rid of him. Just get rid Why of him Why is now. he still there? Yeah. Yeah. That part was just kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, like, like, is Indy just dumb at this point? Right, right. Like, one too many punches. Yeah. 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 I just didn't get why they kept doing that, like playing the same thing over and over. I don't know. I, I mean, I have I have my ideas, but it was to fill plot space. I I, I honest I don't think it was that. I think it was that that Lucas really wanted him there around. Yeah, maybe. And that thought he was he would add something, and instead and instead of just letting him either become a good guy or just stay a bad guy, right. They had to keep flopping. Just yeah, just make him a bad guy and leave it at that. Yeah. I want to go back to Last Crusade really quick. I yeah, hundred percent. Because there is a scene in that movie that's really haunting, and it's the book burning scene when he kind of comes face to face with Hitler. Yeah. That was like really a great idea. That you know, okay, up until this point. Raiders and Last Crusade, the villains are these faceless Nazis. They're kind of stupid. They're kind of, you know, light on their feet. They're a terrible shot. They're like worse than stormtroopers, dude. Oh, easy. easy. You know, yeah. Easy. Like when they're shooting at them, when they're on the chair spinning, yep. you know, when they're being held oh, yeah. captive, <laughs> like they can't hit anything Any, when they're shooting. Nothing. Um, But that scene when he sees Hitler, like, they finally put like a face on, on the, the evil. evil. 
Yeah. Which was really cool. It you was. Know? And that whole scene yeah. is hard to watch. Yes. And when she says, we're the same, and his only response is, I'm sorry you think that. Yeah. <laughs> like... Like, yeah, like you are part of this, like, seriously evil regime, and yeah. you're comparing me to you, yep. and all I am is kind of a grave robber. And, and th- there's one other line in that movie that will always get me, and it's referring to book burning again. Maybe you should, maybe you should try reading books instead of burning them. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck yeah, Sean Connery yeah. at his best, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it does, it's honestly the probably one of the most solid four movies ever made. I would agree. I mean, you know, yeah, they have their flaws overall. Right. But, like, I could sit down and watch all four of those, like, right now mm-hmm. and enjoy them. Yeah. And, you know, now with, you know. And not feel regret. No. No. Like, I don't feel like I'm wasting my time right. re-watching those. Right. You know, some things, you kind of watch them and you, like, start looking at your uh, phone and shit. Yeah. Like, these, when I watch them, especially, like, now with the 4K discs. Do it, and you got that, you got your nice theater down here. Yeah, so, you yeah. kind of get a fresh view on what these things were meant to be viewed yeah. like. Yeah, you know? this is one of the few. Yeah, this is one of the few series that I saw everyone in the theater. Like didn't miss a single one, and I I actually fully intend to go see Dial of Destiny in theater. Fully intend. Well, we're going to the press screening on Wednesday, and I got you an suck. extra seat, so we're going to take my dad. You suck. Which will be kind of cool. That will be cool because my dad's always like, you know, <laughs> when you guys go to press screenings, I'd really like to go. So I'm like. Yeah. This is the perfect one. I saw all the other ones other than Crystal yeah. Skull in the theater with him. So I, he's That's, looking forward to That would be really it. cool. Yeah. That would yeah. be really cool. I'm I, hoping it's in a good presentation, like in the Epic or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I hope so. Um, dude, it's Indiana Jones. Yeah. Come yeah. on. And it's at MGR? Yeah. 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 I'm sure You're getting be. the big theater. Yeah. They're not no, gonna... we, we thought we were for- um, The Flash. For The Flash, and it nah. ended up being Fla- in- Flash got had some, was doing- like They were so desperate- yeah. No. No. Oh, dude, they, they did like like three or four local screenings for the Flash prior to release. Dude, they like, did that for Dungeons and Dragons too, but they weren't desperate for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And Dungeons and Dragons was you've seen you've seen it now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, dude. I saw so, it before we did the podcast. On that's it. right. That's right. Yeah. That's yep. right. I can't remember who it was. It was hadn't quite seen it yet. Yeah. Um. But no, I mean it's a fun. Good movie. I'm sad that it didn't do well at the box office because it definitely deserves a sequel. It's it's doing well in streaming. Is so, it yeah. okay? Oh, cool. So I think it's probably going to get a, it's going to get a sequel. Joe Manganiello already signed a deal to do Dragonlance okay. uh, uh, series, not a movie. He's doing a TV series. Well, I mean, so. Chris Pine, dude, just put him in anything, dude. I will watch him as any character. Yeah, any character. Him and the the um. Spy one. Um, uh, Harrison Ford played him. Oh, Alec Baldwin played him. Oh, Jack Ryan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he played, did that Jack Ryan movie. Yeah, was that great. was fine too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. That's the one. Yeah. He was yeah. Good. He was totally fine in that. He was good. I yeah. don't think that was the best version of the character. 
No, no. But it kind of lacked a little bit the, over the other movies, but they were kind of just trying to modernize. The it. best version is John Krasinski in the TV series. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for yeah, sure, by far. Because even Harrison Ford, you know, he's great in those movies, but it's still not like the Jack Ryan. No, no. Um, and Alec Baldwin was just Alec Baldwin. Yeah, always. <laughs> I love. I love. Like I, I. I it, it cracks me up how much, how many people are like, he's such an asshole. He seems like such an asshole. And I'm like, yeah. Love him. I love it. Yeah. Like, there's, like, I, what was his game show? Um, whose line is it anyway? Yeah. Dude, I loved that show. And I loved watching him just be a prick for, for 45 minutes. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. No, Alec Baldwin's great. You know what? People yep. can shut up about the whole shooting thing. That was an accident. I yeah. don't want to hear it. I mean, I don't hear anybody trying to destroy what's his, um, nobody tried to destroy, uh, oh, the people from the crow. Yeah. The, the guy who, the, the guy right. who pulled the trigger. <coughs> no, it's an accident. And that guy actually quit acting for like a year and a half because he yeah. couldn't tolerate it. Couldn't look yeah, at himself. Do an episode on that too. I mean, dude, There's dude, so, yeah. we should just do an Alex Proyas night. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Jordan would be down for that. Yo, dude, He's Jordan, will, Jordan will just be here bouncing in a chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you're watching, Chris. He's not. He's playing with his cat or something. I don't know. Dude, Tom Tom loves you, but you should pay attention to us too. <laughs> Do we have anything else we want to say about these movies, or are we good to go? <sighs> Thank you, Alfred Molina, for giving the best performance in the entire quadrilogy. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah. All right. We hope to be back next week, but I'm not going to promise anything. No promises. But we should be here. So everybody have a good week. Thanks for watching. We'll see Thanks you guys for soon. Bye. Bye. Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com and find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes.